I'm Jackson Licka, and welcome to this episode of our 2016 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, Turning Interns into Long-Term Precision Employees, is being brought to you by Farmer's Edge. If you're tuning in for the first time and like what you hear, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, make sure and let us know. We'll make every effort to get it listed here as well. And subscribing will allow you to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Thanks again to Farmer's Edge, proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. hallmarks of a perennially successful sports franchise is the ability to identify and develop talent. Simply having one superstar shoulder the expectations of an entire team is often a short-sighted strategy. The same philosophy applies to dealerships when developing a precision farming business. While recruiting and retention of qualified personnel are ongoing challenges for many retailers, There is increasing opportunity for outreach as more universities and colleges invest in precision farming courses or degrees. Developing a pipeline of precision talent has long been a goal of many dealerships, and knowing how to forge partnerships with local educational institutions is a gateway to maintaining a productive department, according to Ohio State University Associate Ag Professor John Fulton. In today's Precision Farming Dealer Podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Edge, John offers an insider perspective on how dealerships can leverage internships and other collaborative efforts to develop a sustainable precision farming team. My name is John Fulton. I'm with Ohio State University, and I've been there just a little over a year and a half. Uh, give you just a, a little bit of background on on myself. Uh, I spent uh, a little over ten and a half years in Alabama, so if you uh, detect a little bit of a draw, uh, I kind of uh, picked that up down there. But uh, had a great opportunity along the way. Prior to that, I was in Kentucky for nine years, and that's kind of where I really kind of cut my teeth on kind of this precision ag realm. And so, primarily do research, but I am starting to get into teaching at Ohio State, and was teaching at Auburn. Uh, but at today, I'll tell you, most of my, my job is research and then doing things like this, extension or what we call extension. So a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank Jack uh, for calling up and inviting myself to, to come here uh, and Precision Farming Dealer to have this opportunity to stand here in front of you today. I'm going to kind of just give you my perspective. Um, I think in academia in general, especially at the university level, four-year degree level, we probably haven't had done the best job in the world of training students to come out and plug into dealerships. 
whether that's at a, a, an equipment dealership or that's for some of your retailers, cooperatives, or specialty kind of agronomy slash precision ag. I, I, I really believe that. Uh, these are big ships at the universities, and to get those ships to kind of steer, uh, to bring some new curriculum, some new experiences, it, it just takes time. And I'm going to show you kind of where we're coming from, Ohio State, but I see a lot of change coming in the universities and even colleges today. Today in Ohio, today in Ohio, we have 11 colleges and universities offering some kind of precision ag class or program. But, but, now some of those, and this is something just to be aware of, not all of those would be considered what you would think of when I say the term precision ag and you think about traditional topics such as GPS, guidance, those kinds of things. Those kind of topics may or may not be covered in those curriculums. Okay, and again, very good to see that kind of exposure, those kind of opportunities. But today in Ohio, we've got two-year colleges providing programs, and we have four-year colleges starting to take a transition and bring more classes, but not necessarily uh, a certificate or a program they come out with. So those students have to go and, and seek out those classes, whatever, whatever uh, department they might be in. So just some ideas that I'm going to throw around. My personal opinion on this, and I've been studying kind of for all of you, I'm going to put everyone in one big group. I think what you're really looking for is kind of a new breed of student. Um, a student that has potentially some business background. They might be doing sales. That might be technology sales to trying to sell services of some sort. So having a business background and how that may look, how they can engage potential clients, current clients is something that you want. But in a lot of cases, okay, in some uh, and you're going to have to have a little bit of agronomy background. So as that technology engages the crop, soil, whatever, at least have a little bit of lingo and understanding to talk to technology from an agronomy or fertility planning perspective. The other thing I think, too, is, and, and Ken kind of alluded to this, is kind of the technology background. And I will make this, and in, in again, I'm not saying everyone, a two-year program is probably going to be very technical in what they teach the student. If students come and, and get into our four-year program, they're probably going to be more generalist in terms of the technology. So, for example, a great example is if you're expecting a student to come out and work on a GPS receiver and figure out the pins, for example, to plug it into something, I doubt if they're going to be exposed to that in our curriculum. They will know what a GPS receiver is, and they may understand some of the data, anemia, those kinds of things in general, but they probably are not going to be able to fit in and be your technician to go out and fix that and mess with wires. That's something that you're going to have to train them on. So there's a difference between what a lot of these students are getting in a two-year program versus a four-year program, and I was trying to allude to this. But in my opinion, as we kind of bag this up, what I, what I think we're, what you guys are asking is a really a new breed. And that's a challenge, and I'll give you an example. And, and, and what we need from you guys is, I think, more speaking, more volume of voice to the universities and colleges of what you want. Because here's the deal. I get quite a few phone calls today for a student that wants to come and enroll in a precision ag program at Ohio State. Well, in our department, for example, we have an engineering curriculum. We have an ASM or Ag Systems Management program. And if, in those cases, we're going to require those students to take our classes in our department necessarily. And so the idea of going out and getting some agronomy classes was just a, an internal 
conflict there because if you're going to go get agronomy classes, you're going to have to go and roll in agronomy internally. Same for business. A, a kid can go get an ag business degree. Yes, a few students come over and take our precision ag course, but internal to the university, we are competing between our departments for those students, and we've got to be able to break that down. Of course, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, but to help you guys out, that's what we're trying to accomplish at Ohio State. We are trying to give this kind of this new breed. I'm not saying we're going to offer a, a uh, basically a degree in precision ag, but we want to give the kids, uh, these young people, get them excited, get them energized, but give them the skills, expertise, exposure to some of the things that they might because in my opinion, when I look at this, most of you are probably doing so much internal training. I think one of the biggest costs, and I would like to hear from you, is what you're spending on training these young people in order to do their jobs within your business. I think that rate is way too high today. And so give us some time. We're seeing changes at the universities and colleges across this country. Again, it's a big ship. But again, it'd be great to hear your voices as you travel to the universities to tell some of the administrators that. That would help people like me to help, you know, let's put a curriculum together that gives the proper exposure so they can go plug into a machine dealership. They can go plug into a retailer cooperative. And they have some of the key things that Ken talked about. I think the background the expertise that you don't have to spend so much time training them. So that's, that's my view of this and where we're trying to head and, and kind of focus on, but it's a time thing. Some of the things on recruitment, uh, I mirror what, what Ken commented on. Uh, I see some other opportunities. Um, does that university or college have a precision ag program, a class even, that really dives into some of the things that you would want that, that student to be exposed to before they walk in your front door? That's just one way to see those students beyond some of the core values mentioned before. I want to make a couple comments. There's two ways, at least in, in a lot of programs at Ohio State and most universities. There's the internships. We've beat on that before. And the co-ops. There are co-op opportunities. I encourage you to consider that. Okay? However, here's the biggest thing on internships and co-ops for all of you. Do not turn around and send John Fulton an email today and say, hey, we're looking for interns for this coming summer of 2016. My best students are already taken. These students are very bright. They got a lot of opportunities. If you want to deal with internships and co-ops, that needs to start in August of the prior year, okay? And you have to let the program know, listen, I am thinking I would like to expose students to an internship. Can I get on basically a list or can I come in and talk? You need to be doing that the fall prior to the summer of doing that. Prime example, in, in, in I would uh, commend this program for having a top-notch precision egg program that came in basically end of March last year and needed five internships immediately for 16, and we had to turn them away. All of our students already had internships, okay? And so that's one thing I just wanted to kind of nail home here today is you got to be working now to think about the future on some of these opportunities. Internships are a great way. I will tell you, based on student feedback, it's a great way to not only expose the students for what they would do within your company, but it's a super way for you to expose them and see what they can do for you, okay? And another thing I would hit on too, I would probably think about interning students at maybe that second or third year level, 
okay? Because when they start to get to that fourth year level, they've probably already been exposed, already had one, two, three internships. It's a big thing in our program. And they probably already decided maybe who they were going to go work with. Some of our best students are making decisions today at that second or third year level who they might work for. And it's really because of the relationships they build along the way through internships. So again, I just some things to think about on that. That is. We'll be right back to the program and hear more from John, but I did want to again thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for making this program possible. Farmer's Edge is proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Well, reflecting on John's comments thus far, he emphasized the importance of making student connections early in their academic careers to avoid losing out on a future employee. While many top students committing to internships during their second and third years, John said dealers could be turned away if they don't proactively pick up the phone and connect with local colleges to explore internship opportunities soon. In some cases, these conversations need to take place a year in advance of an internship because there is still a scarcity of high-quality specialists who graduate each year. Let's get back to the program now and hear more from John Fulton on additional entry points for dealers to recruit precision farming employees at the collegiate level. Talk about Masters of Science. Uh, I threw that up just because I've got three people that either worked under me, either uh, as an employee or did M three of those people were running pretty significant precision ag programs. That's another way for your company, what you expose those kids to, uh, or at least within that program, if they have a master's, yes, it's gonna cost you more. Those kids are gonna demand a little bit higher salary, but I think a couple things. If you want someone to work on their own, be creative-minded, be able to have relationships, have a little bit of background to do research, especially if you're doing some of the plot work and you want analysis done, those students should have all those core skills in place, okay? But they also would have the expectations to become managers too. So you can use them for two or three years, really expose them to your, to your company, what you're trying to accomplish in these master's students, at least the ones I've had the pleasure of working with, are very motivated, but they want it the next stage and they can come in and do some management and maybe for some of you that are your owners uh, or primarily decision makers within those, they can really maybe take some load off of you in the near future once you train them and kind of get to use what you're trying to do. So I think there's some opportunities. We're, gonna, we're training people at Ohio State. There's a lot of universities, but they get to work on precision ag projects. And so that's where the technology, agronomy, some of that might come into play. They get projects that uh, are kind of cross-pollinating. Um, I encourage you just to add on to Ken's comments to come in, and there's a couple ways you can do this at any university or college. There's always career fairs. 
There's departmental career fairs. There's university career fairs. It's what makes sense for you, okay? But I would encourage you to, to get linked in to the colleges and universities that are providing precision ag education or people potentially that can work in the precision ag field of participating in those career fairs. You basically set up a booth like you'd see here, tabletop, and you get to talk to students. You get to see their resumes right there. But participating in that is, I think, a real exposure to them of what's out there for them and opportunities for them from a job perspective. On top of that, too, I think, and Tim, I want to pick on you here today, but coming in and speaking to the Precision Ag class, you know, if you have not gotten integrated into college or university, there's a lot of you that probably already do that, but if you haven't done it, again, it's getting you, your company, in front of these students, whether that's 20 to 50, in some cases 100 students in these precision ag classes, it gets you in front of them, it gives you a little bit of Q&A, and you'll be surprised about how many may stay behind after class and begin to talk to you a little bit more, hey, what kind of opportunity you have? It's, again, it's building early relationships with young people, and you'll find out who's interested uh, in kind of what you're providing out there. So just some ideas uh, on that. On this, and, and I've kind of hit this uh, on many things, but I think within the experience of students, and I want to just tell you some of the things that I've gotten feedback on. I think everyone, you're going you're gonna to build your internship, but I look at it as if you're going to internship students, if you're going to co-op students, give them the widest exposure to your company, okay? It gets them energized. It gets them excited. Some things I would like to see students do that, again, teaching them there's there's different parts of precision ag but just do some installs have them do some installs for you that teaches them what components are to some of this technology at least they can recognize it sure i know what a gps is but when you get to an install and you get to looking at the cabling the ecus and all that kind of stuff just having that in place they at least recognize that if the, if you hire them and you're providing, let's say, a service like Verberate application, going back to some of the early comments today, and you got someone telling you, I want to do Verberate seeding, and you send them out there to the, the farm to see, and the farmer has, yeah, they got a hydraulic drive, but they don't have the right display, the right software unlocks. At least the student has some exposure. Those are things they need to th look at. So doing installs, uh, I think, is a great, uh, great uh, attribute of doing some of these internships. I think grid sampling and all that is good, but I'll tell you that wears kids out very quickly. I would say on the retention side, going back to some of the kids, one of the biggest uh, complaints I've had kids tell me is they went in thinking they're going to kind of do installs, they're going to do service, and next thing you know, because of needs out there, they've grid sampled 50,000 acres for someone, and they never did an install. And it just it wears them out. That's not the expectations they had when they walked in your door, and that happens all the time. I understand not, a lot of you are not, in some cases, big companies, and you got to kind of get, you know, people moved around to get some things accomplished, but those are some of the things that really concern the students, I think. Uh, but these are things that, again, observations of sales and service calls. Again, more, you know, more times today, that technical support person is going to be standing right beside the salesperson to make that sale a lot of cases. So give them that exposure, that experience. Really, this data hitting a lot of things what Steve was talking about, but this whole data collection, handling, analysis, give them some expansion. You know, what is bad data? What's good data? Again, it kind of gives them some, some ownership, some understanding of things that we might be teaching them in our class. Future, 
I just uh, just to kind of wrap things up here. Um, there's more and more precision ag coming through our universities and colleges. Uh, we're going to see some new uh, curriculums. I think you'll probably see some new minors. Again, helping fill in the, the void here that we have. Um, I encourage you in some cases, if you need a little bit more advanced, to think about hiring master's students in those cases. Again, they're very capable of doing a lot of the hands-on, but from a management perspective. So I'm going to leave it at that, but the one thing I will say is, the other thing that hasn't been touched on is to have a social media presence out there. And we'll use Adam as a prime example. I've got students that just ask, and I don't know Adam very well, but they, they, they see you guys. There's only so many of you that have been really pioneers that have done the good work that see Steve. I mean, they ask me about these guys. And if you want to recruit, you want to retain, one thing I would say is get these young people in, let them work for you, send them to InfoAg, send them to this event where they can meet these several of you sitting in here. They know who you are. They see you in all the magazines. They'd love to meet you. I think that's a retainment tool to think about. Send them to some of these events out there that are focused on technology and precision act. Seeing a lot of articles um, about the number of jobs in the industry that are available today and the, about half the students to fill those jobs coming out. How do we address that in our industry? Or can we? Well, one thing I'd say, Dave, that, that I think is lacking is the fact that these students a lot of times don't know about these positions. And, and so when I say, you know, you know, LinkedIn would be a great example. We're trying to get students on LinkedIn uh, to connect up with folks and, and, and use that as a recruitment tool. But we've got, you've got to, you know, let us, and, and there's just got to be more things beyond just uh, the magazines. Kids don't read these magazines anymore. They look at them. I don't want to say that, but they spend more time on their social media account. And so let the, the students know that's how, and then let them know what you're doing. That's the second thing on the social media to get them excited. I mean, there's some people in this room that I see that do a, a really good job of that. Kids get excited about this. One thing I didn't say, kids are very excited about technology today. This is, at least in my career, is there's more students, and those kids may not be farm kids either. That's another important thing here that, that Steve hit on. But they're very passionate about agriculture. They want to feed the world. But let them know about the jobs. I, th I think we're just very lacking in agriculture to fully expose students to what that. That would be my number one thing. Well, thank you, John, for sharing your insight on opportunities dealers can take advantage of to solidify and expand their precision farming team. And those listeners who would like to see more of John's presentation mentioned during the program, please visit www.precisionfarmingdealer.com slash podcasts. Well, a big takeaway for me from the discussion was the importance of giving interns a worthwhile and realistic experience. John noted the value of exposure to different systems, troubleshooting techniques, and customer interaction to provide hands-on experience for students. Having talked with students in precision programs, they tend to be very hungry to learn and ultimately contribute in a meaningful way, rather than be limited to paper filing or parts inventory. Well, again, we'd like to thank and recognize our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for helping make this Precision Farming Dealer podcast series possible. 
And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program. So feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And once again, if you haven't done so already, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series on iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. And you can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Finally, we're a little more than a month out from the second Precision Farming Dealer Summit coming up on January 9th and 10th in St. Louis. There's still time to register and the theme of the dealer-only event is Proven Business Blueprints, which will feature a mix of general sessions, panel presentations, and roundtable discussions. For more information and to view the entire program, visit www.precisionsummit.com. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on December 15th for the final episode in our 2016 podcast series, where 10 different dealers from throughout North America will share individual and collective insight gathered during roundtable discussions at the 2016 Precision Farming Dealers Summit. For John Fulton, Farmer's Edge, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Semlicka. Thanks for listening. Thank you.